listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. All right, hour two underway, live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios. For Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, cracked foundation, Boeing foundation walls, they have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems, they're all things basement Visit dlbasementsystems.com. All things Calgary Flames over the Boston Bruins in hour one, including hearing from head coach Ryan Huska and Andre Kuzmenko. Also chat with our pal David Amber, NHL host on Sportsnet, Hockey Night in Canada. If you missed any of it, check us out on the podcast, Google, Amazon, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. So we've got an edition of Wildcard Wednesday with Cam and Shan coming up. So make sure you're tuned in for that. But we're kicking off hour two, going down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline for one of my favorite chats of the week with Ailish Forfar, host of the fan pregame show on Sportsnet. What's up, Ailish? How are you? Oh, I am run down. What a weekend. <laughs> I'm like literally recovering still. Not even because I went out and party, guys. I just like. Sure, eat, yeah, yeah. Eat, 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 yeah, I might have a little the bit. The fever after party gets pretty wild. We know. <laughs> It was just a go, go, go couple days here in the city, but awesome, awesome time. Uh, NHL All-Star Weekend was a blast. Did so much in three days. It was absolutely insane. And now we're back in the thick of things. So you're just uh, taking a little, you know, NyQuil before bed, <laughs> keeping <laughs> myself getting some rest lately, but uh, it was so much fun. Uh, what was the stat line from the celebrity ball hockey game? Oh, I got a goal and an assist, buddy. Wow, like, I was let's go. It up. I know. Take I, uh, that edge. I was not leaving. <laughs> yeah, Edge. I was not leaving without securing some points. Uh, you know, it was that was so fun. That kicked off everything. That was it feels like a year ago, but yeah, celebrity <laughs> ball hockey game. Uh celebrity a loose term in terms of some of the invites, including myself, but um a really, really Edge cool is a pretty experience. big star if you're gonna be taking no, shots at people, Ailish. Come Edge, on. No, Edge was the I, what I'm saying is Edge was like the marquee heading and then there was me. So that's what I mean by a loose uh looser term of, of uh celebrity. But no, he was sick. Like he I yeah, I went into the corner against him, we weren't on the same team and I was like Oh my God! Like that. <laughs> it was really He's a big cool. hockey fan, though, isn't he? Yeah, we tried to get him um, on one of our shows over the last uh, I don't know, couple of weeks, but he's now moved to uh, the other, <laughs> the other wrestling network. Sure, uh, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, AEW. So we we didn't get him, but um, no, he's he's a huge Leafs fan, so passionate. Like even just like listening him to him talk to fans or like. To people that are at the celebrity game, like he's like, yeah, yeah, Trey Living needs to do this, and they need to bolster this up, and yeah, he's he's awesome. He's a super big fan, um, very like very down to earth too. Like, obviously, he has a whole persona, but uh, yeah, really liked getting to chat with him. It was such a cool weekend. Lots of stars floating around. Uh, did see some, and yeah, it was just like. What a treat to have it here. I didn't really know what the All-Star Weekend was all about until we were thrust right in the middle of it. You, you did have some pretty cool stuff. I think you had Argos quarterback Chad Kelly was there. I saw you had a picture with Cujo. He's one of my all-time favorite <laughs> NHLers and oh, a, nice. a Flames legend here. And Drew House looked like they hooked you guys up with some sweet gear, too. Yeah, the celebrity game on Thursday, Chad Kelly was on my team. And when we walked into like the dressing room, we had uh, our jerseys and a stick and some stuff. And he was right beside me. He's like, 
girl, how do I tape this stick? And I'm like, oh, I'll help you out. So I was helping him take, tape a hockey stick. He knew nothing about hockey, but uh, he was obviously he's athletic. He's like one of those guys in high school that just knows everything about every, like how to yeah. play every sport, even though. So uh, we were on the same team. That was awesome. I don't know if you watch White Lotus, but Adam DeMarco was on my team and he's like kind of a small celebrity. Like he's up and coming, but yeah. he was cool. Uh, a couple other folks on on like in the Toronto scene, uh, but yeah, I Chad Kelly was awesome. I kept running into him all weekend. He like remembered who I was. I was like, "Where are you guys going tonight? Like, what you doing? Like, what's on your to do list?" I'm like, "Why are you asking me? Like, you're like, you're the celebrity." Um, so that was really sweet. Yeah, Drew House hooked us up, and then I went straight that Thursday straight down to the rink for the the big day of uh, the draft. The uh, man of the year and then the PWHL showcase, which I got to be on the broadcast for. So like you're just going from thing to thing to thing and so full of adrenaline. And then literally you stop at the end of the night and it's like, I got a Red Bull. I need to rally <laughs> to like even be coherently speaking to people because it's just, it's such a go, go, go. But I can't complain. I got to do so many awesome things uh, that you don't usually get to do in your like day-to-day uh, work life. So certainly pretty, I felt pretty spoiled to get all those opportunities and I think everything went pretty well. You look like you were having a blast on the broadcast for the <laughs> PWHL showcase. I got to admit, I was, I was watching. I uh, definitely wanted to catch you. So I had some moments to bring up on our chat, but you just look like you were having an awesome time. Yeah. So the, it's so, it's so true. Like I felt, a little bit nervous, honestly, because, like, to be honest, that's my first time doing, like, a, a bench side interview or even being live on Sportsnet that isn't our show, right? Sure, yeah. Like, I've done, some Tim, I've done some Tim and Friends, and I've done our show every day at 6 p.m., but a little bit different because you're in a studio, and it's a bit more structured. But this is, like, you are live in 3, 2, 1, and you're like, <laughs> oh, my God. So I was a bit nervous, to be honest, and um, the first hit was with my best friend, Laura Stacy, who I played hockey with from – grade 10 all the way until we played pro we were line mates for seven straight seasons like best best of friends she's my maid of honor this year and i'm in her wedding party she's marrying marie Lee Poulin. like she's a legend yeah. and and i'm like about to interview her and i just like laughed because i said like honestly what a nice reflection moment for two best friends like she's about to go out on the ice as an all-star in this nhl weekend and like my career is taking me to this point where i get to interview her like we had a little bit of like a sentimental moment and i was like i can't be nervous she's like i've seen this girl in a frat like you know wearing weird outfits like i know too much about this girl to get nervous so um that was really fun and then yeah i got to interview a couple of the players like during and after the game and i i just think that was a really cool career moment for me like you don't really get much time to reflect on stuff like when you're in the day-to-day grind but um certainly this weekend i i kind of had like a wow like a a moment to just be like good job Ailish like yeah. that was really fun and I definitely think like knowing the girls and being passionate about the, what the PWHL is doing helped make that more comfortable so that I'm glad it showed that way on screen because it was kind of like it was a cool it was really cool <laughs> would you do more of that now that you've got a taste of it like with Sportsnet doing some of the games with the PWHL if they were like hey do you want to do oh, Montreal <laughs> Toronto next week would you be like yeah hell yeah I'm up for it see you later Justin oh definitely yeah de- yeah must see you Justin uh definitely and like we've we've had those conversations um but since they're splitting the broadcast rights through all three of the networks it's like it's been a little bit more tricky to get 
get those opportunities. So when that one came around, I was like, for sure, want to do it. Was happy to be chosen for it. And like, even in our show um, every day, like I try to fit as much PWHL chat in there as possible, but it's hard because like tonight we've got a Leafs game and a Raptors game and Vladdy's arbitration. And like, there's a bunch of things to fit in there. So just having like a dedicated moment to talk about the women's game was, was awesome. And I try, I'm going to try to do that more on my personal pages too, if we can fit in the show but yeah it was it was an awesome like I felt like most of the fans really wanted to like wait around for the women's game because there was the draft which is always an interesting like is it entertaining is it more sloppy are the guys like funny not really but you want to see what plays out and then there was the the in-between part with like the 1967 man of the year which was a bit of a more serious tone and then the girls came out and the place was rocking so they got their own like spotlight moment so it was really cool to to see them to get see them get that moment uh one of your big focuses when we talked last week was finding your way into a justin bieber concert uh i saw via social media you were able to find your way in uh it sounded like Beeb's put on a pretty good show i was chatting with with david before you came on david amber um and he was like all the celebrity captains that were there it was tate mccray or Will Arnett, or Bieber, or, or Buble. Everyone was super invested, and you could kind of feel the energy having these kind of celebrities around. Okay, that was so cool. I'm glad that I said that on air, because I think it was, yeah, it was Wednesday night. I was driving I was driving and talking to you, and no tickets happened, so we no. were good. And, um, yeah, it was perfect. So then I, I found out Thursday during the day that I had uh, a, a – nice email had come across saying we'd like to invite you and i i didn't even read the whole email i responded yes in capital letters before it even like <laughs> i was like i need this ticket i'm going it was at this uh pretty cool like music venue in toronto and uh showed up he was performing he played like eight let's say eight songs and this is the first time like i like bieber but i'm not like a believer where i like sure. follow everything he does but the first time he performed in two years, like he's taken a bit of a hiatus and he sounded amazing. Like he, he really felt like engaged. It was like very intimate type feel. Like there wasn't a thousand people there. It was a bit smaller, uh, a smaller venue where you could really hear him. He, he just, he did a great job that night. I don't think he did a great job during the draft at like performing, <laughs> but yeah. you know, I think he, he almost might've been nervous for it because it was later that night. He's never, he hasn't done this in a while. It was just like really cool. And then I think he got more involved and more like personable as the weekend went on. You saw him coaching on the benches. Like it really felt like he leaned into this being his team, his friend. Like he he mentioned that it's like a dream come true to go out there and skate with the guys. Like the more the weekend went on, the more you kind of saw of like Bieber being an engaged fan and like, yeah, he's ridiculous. Like he's kind of wearing crazy stuff, but like, he just he just felt like he owned that he could be a bit of a, like a talking head for like youth getting into it, fans getting into it. So I love that. Got to got to listen to Will Arnett talk to Ron McLean for about twenty minutes, which is such a random thing to say, but I was getting my makeup done in the in the makeup room on like the lower level of Scotiabank Arena and um Ron was in there and a bunch of other people and Will Arnett was like out trying to find um, Ron McLean and he came into the, into the makeup room and was like, Ron, man, I've been looking all over for you. And I guess they just, they both have this such level of respect between the two of them. Like Ron loves Will, Will loves Ron. And I listened to them talk for like literally 20 minutes just about <laughs> stories and sports and people and like 
and just they were so passionate and I had such a treat to just sit there and listen and then at the end um Will's like let's get a photo and Ron is such a sweetheart he's like English get in the photo I'm like no 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 I have nothing to do with this he's like he's like get in the photo and I'm like all right you don't have to ask twice so I'm like sneak I'm in this photo with Will Arnett and Ron McLean and actually Jennifer Bottero too and I was like that is pretty cool like you just saw like a different level of like comfort from some of these celebrities when you were when you got to be behind the scenes like and how much this weekend was really cool for them. Like, Will Arnett's a huge Leafs fan, a huge hockey fan. So seeing him involved and, like, getting those little sneaky behind-the-scenes moments, like, some of that stuff, like, I, I don't think I'll ever forget. So that was really, really awesome. And, yeah, it had such a buzz. Like, David was right. Like, this city felt like people could understand why it's such a good hockey city. And, like, yeah, we always say we're the center of the hockey world. Like we actually were that weekend. And I think we delivered a, a good show that people would want to come back or want to just visit Toronto in general, like not even when there's hockey. So it was a success. That's really cool. And I'm a big Will Arnett guy. I used to love Arrested Development. I think he's just naturally oh, yeah. one of those super funny guys. And I love that he's <laughs> big into hockey. And my biggest fear is always like running into somebody like that and being like, oh, I was here on a, and they're like a just a richer and you don't want to hang out with them. And I love finding out stories and like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're super nice people and they just loved hockey and everything. And I go, thank God. That just makes me so much happier to find out. Well, they always say like, never meet your heroes. Right. But like, I, I think from my short interaction with most of those people, like they were as normal as I could imagine. Um, super happy to be involved. Like, still had nerves like the rest of us like he saw all the Michael Buble stuff like I think he was just like <laughs> kind of like ah I'm just gonna say whatever right yeah. who knows if he was on shrooms or not but like I just feel like everyone felt really happy to be involved uh and they put on a pretty good show and like the on ice performances in terms of the all-star games and the skills comp I thought were way better than last year like the new changes in the skills competition with uh, the obstacle course and the the smaller group of players getting to choose the events they wanted. And then of course, Connor McDavid winning it, like all in all it was a great story, a great performances. And then, you know, the hometown kids winning the actual all-star game. Like it was pretty well like executed in terms of storylines. It was, I think it was a lot of fun and it was, I think you could tell it came from a player's perspective. I know it's not the most popular thing in Calgary to, to give Connor McDavid too much credit, but I think that was the smartest move somebody in the NHL did. And I, I think I heard Kipper say this last week or maybe earlier this week where, you know, don't have somebody in a boardroom that's never done a skills competition yeah. come up with a bunch of skill ideas and be like, hey, we're going to put you up on the second deck and you're going to shoot into <laughs> inflatable houses out on the ice and you're going to get points <laughs> for it, right? And it's going to be really cool. Brady and Matthew, you're going to love doing it, you know. Go to the players and be like, okay, what do you guys actually want to do? Like, what's going to be invested for you guys to be as, you know, wanting to partake in it? I know everyone will, will get on Kucherov and he's a different cat or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I thought for the most part, you could tell the guys were like, okay, this is manageable. This is fun. We're kind of in our comfort zone and we don't have to do all this weird showy stuff just because it's All-Star Weekend. Yeah, like last year with the Miami Vice stuff and like all the skits and yeah. like these guys are hockey players. They're not performers. They're not comedians. They're not actors. Like some of them have that about them, but it's rare, right? Like if you have a hundred NHL players, maybe six of them could be great panelists and four of them could be good 
comedians and two of them could be great actors. Like it's not everyone has that inerrant ability to do that. Like not everyone's PK Subban. So I think this time around, they really just said like, let's play, like, let's perform well on the ice and the things you're, you're good at. Let's strip it down to just skills. Let's give you a million dollars, which is going to make you try a little harder and yeah, some of the events were like that passing one. I was kind of like, can you explain this to me? Like I'm five, but <laughs> like some, some of them were okay. You know, a little bit of a work in progress, but in the end, I would rather watch that than watch something where the guys are just not into it feels forced. And it's more of a show than it is a, a skills competition. So I, I think asking the players clearly made a difference it felt like, cause I got, I got a chance to talk to them when I was down there during the skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all seemed like totally pumped about, about the events. Like, Oh, I gotta get, I gotta get this next one because if not, I'm going to fall out of the standings to get into the second round. And like, they're kind of chirping Connor McDavid at times, which was really fun. Like, didn't he invent this? And I was like, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> sketchy, isn't it? And they're like, yeah, it is, isn't it? And so like, even just their vibe was more like, oh, okay, like I can handle hanging around here for an hour or two instead of just being like, go put a cape on and, you know, jump through a flaming hoop. Like it was just, <laughs> it was just simple. And yeah. sometimes simplicity is key. Uh, did you have a, a starstruck moment? Was it like face to face with Sid or Willie or anybody? Like who was the the coolest ringside interview you got to do at All-Star Weekend? <laughs> oh my God. Like I'm already laughing because I, I definitely had a starstruck moment. It was so the, the quick story behind the ringside for All-Star was we were live on 590, and I was down in, like, the benches. And so after we had John Bartlett and Jim Ralph calling the skills, and then they'd send it down to me, and I, I would get somebody, whoever was there. And, and a lady from the NHL was the one just bringing me somebody, right? I didn't have any heads up. Like, all of a sudden, you know, JT Miller would be skating over, and I'm like, okay, JT Miller, okay, I know him. Uh, I'm ready to ask him this question. I would have no time. So for the first like three or four events, I just kept getting like players from the event, which makes sense. So it would be like, okay, yeah, JT Miller. Uh, honestly, I think I got every Canuck in a row. And I was like, okay, this isn't like Canucks talk, but I'll take them. <laughs> sure. So then at some point, um, at some point, like they had kind of run out of participants and, and Sidney Crosby starts skating over. And I'm like, oh my God, you're kidding. And I, I'm like a little bit flustered. As I said, still new in this profession. You yep. can get a little starstruck if sure. you like it. Um, and he's skating over and I'm like, okay. And so he comes over. I'm like, hi, Sid. Internally, I'm like, I'm dying. <laughs> and so my first question was, so Sydney, uh, great to have you here. How was Montana? And I think he like kind of was like, oh, and he started laughing. He's like, I didn't know so many people were going to know about that. <laughs> and I was like, well, when you're Sidney Crosby, like, you can't hide where you are. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, I just went out and I like, there's a beautiful, like, he started talking about Montana and we didn't even talk about the skills comp. I just like wanted to talk to him as like a human. And it was so, he for sure was the most, like, I understand why people say he's a gentleman. He's so respectful. Like, it's, like he just really listens, like gives you eye contact is very polite. Um, we had a quick interaction. I just asked him about Montana and about like being, you know, here because he was doing something with Connor Bedard. They kind of came out and surprised people. So I asked him about Connor Bedard. And then like I said, I don't think so much for your time. And uh, when he skated away, I was like, that was pretty, pretty cool. Like, you know, he was my favorite player really growing up. I, I have yeah. so many memories of like Sid in international hockey. Right. And they had just announced that we we're getting international hockey back. So it was a pretty, pretty cool moment. And then like a side tangent, 
is that when I was, I think, 12 years old, I auditioned for this Tim Hortons commercial, and it was with Sidney Crosby, and I got the role. And uh, so we did a Tim Hortons commercial together when we were when I was 12. So I don't, I don't know how old he would have been. And um, it, so that was like a cool another like cool layer to that is like I once was on the ice with this guy and now I'm like interviewing him. So that was cool. And my parents were like, you should have told him. I'm like, yeah, I didn't have time. I'm like, hey, by the way, Sydney, remember like 2008? Like. Anyway, so that that made remember it really cool. Remember 2008, yeah. 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 He's the, like, sure, yeah. The, the 4,000 oh, 4, commercials that that guy has had to do, yeah. Yeah, anyway, so that, that was a really cool moment for sure. And then we saw Nelly Furtado perform. Like, she's awesome. Justin Bieber, like, man, I could just go on and on about how cool All Star was. But I'm so happy to have been involved. Ailish uh, Forfar is along with us, host of the fan pregame show on Sportsnet. Uh, you're back in action tonight. You guys got the Leafs game setting up against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was it a bit of an adjustment going from All-Star Weekend back into things on Monday for you guys? For sure. And uh, But you know what? I'm kind of happy the Leafs like, played right away because then we would have just been talking about All-Star for four days. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I told all my stories. Uh, <laughs> but they got back in action against Islanders. And, of course, you know how that one goes. Revenge game for Pierre Engvall, who yeah. people like, could not stand and, and ends up scoring the game winner. Tonight's a huge test. Like Dallas is really good. And I don't think we give them enough credit because we talk about the abs and the jets a lot lately. And like, Oh, I went to go do some prep and yep. They're top of the central. Like they're still dynamite. They're like seven, two and one in their last 10. Um, luckily though, they played last night and Jake Ottinger is not a net. So uh, we get Scott Wedgwood who then I looked at his stats. Oh, is having a pretty great season for his comparison too. So uh, it's a big one for the Leafs. There's lots of talk around the trade deadline, of course, like what additions, if any, like, do you go all in? Do you kind of wait and see? So I think this next two or three weeks of hockey is so important for, like, just Brad Trey living in general to see, like, do I, you know, not risk it, but do I give up things that, you know, might affect this team in a year or two, or do I play it safe and believe that this team can have more of an internal push? Like, we're just so top-heavy. You know, only three guys are scoring more than 50% of the goals. And, like, you know, you have questions on in net, but is Ilya Samsonov really back? You have obviously defensive concerns in terms of longevity and health, but can these guys bounce back? So I really think these next couple of games are super important for the Leafs just in terms of like the big picture. And they're not really like safely in a playoff spot or in the hunt. So they can't afford to have any more like games like Monday or or tonight not showing up so yeah get back right into heavy Leafs discussion um, here and and definitely try to figure out what's next for this team because they've got a bunch of superstars but definitely some holes uh, when you start to go down the roster. Yeah, going to be interesting as we uh, get to that point in the season where it feels like everything's going to start to to ramp up ahead of trade deadline and the guys will start talking about how it's that tough part of the season and uh, games really start to matter. Points are going to be huge going forward. Uh, Stars mm-hmm. and Leafs at 5 o'clock Calgary time uh, across the Sportsnet television network. You can also catch uh, Ailis and Justin on the uh, fan pregame show coming up in a little bit as well. Ailis, always appreciate the time. Thanks for hopping on with us. Great chatting with you, pal, and glad you had a great weekend. Thanks, and I appreciate your tweet about women in sports today. Yeah, you're one of the best. I really have appreciate you oh, killing thanks. it out there, and you're one of the, <laughs> the many that uh, do a really great job. So it's just credit where credit's due, hey? I appreciate that. Thanks so much. No worries. We'll talk to you next week, Ailish. Yeah. Thanks so much. Have a good one. You too. Ailish Forfar joining us.
down the Atlas Beach and Sports Bar guest hotline, host of the fan pregame show on Sportsnet with Justin Cuthbert. Uh, they'll be focusing, of course, on the Leafs and the Stars Wednesday night hockey on Sportsnet. Uh, Ailish killing it in her role with Sportsnet. She was all over All-Star Weekend doing stuff for Fan 590, PWHL Showcase. Um, just one of my favorite chats of the week uh, when we get to talk with Ailish. Uh, let's take a break. We're going to come back on the other side. Uh, let's get weird. Uh, Wildcard Wednesday is coming up. we got Shan and Cam ready to go. We'll spin the wheel to close out a Wednesday show of Sportsnet today. Uh, that's next here on Sportsnet 960. Before we go, though, I want to tell you uh, about the iconic Coors Light Chill Train. It's heading to Las Vegas for the big game, and it made a stop in Calgary, leaving behind a trail of epic prizes on February 6th and 7th from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Look for its frozen tracks at Stephen Avenue's Walk for a chance to win instant prizes that deliver big game day chill or the ultimate grand prize, a trip to next year's big game event. No purchase necessary. Must be 21 plus for the grand prize. Full contest details at CoorsLight.ca slash the chill train. Now we can go to break camp. Uh, it's Sportsnet 960, the fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on Sportsnet 960, the fan. No Flames hockey on this Wednesday. They're in New Jersey. Practice day for the team as they get set to take on the New Jersey Devils in game two of this four-game road trip. Another 5 o'clock start, 4 o'clock Flames warm up with the one and only Pat Steinberg before Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson have the call of the Flames and Devils right here on your home of Flames Hockey, Sportsnet 960. The fan do have hockey on your radios tonight. However, it's the Calgary Hitmen and the Regina Pats. Hitman 8-1-1 one, one in their last 10 home games, including an 8-1 victory over the Edmonton Oil Kings on Sunday. They're looking to make a push for an Eastern Conference playoff spot. I'll have your Hitman pregame show at 6 o'clock. Brad Curl and Jeff Hollick on the call at 7 for some Calgary Hitman hockey on this Wednesday night. Uh, been a busy show. David Amber, Ailish Forfar, lots of Flames chat as well. Uh, but we like to have some fun on Wednesdays. Uh, we've got my outstanding producers along with me. Shan is here. Cam is here. And uh, let's finish off the show strong? Question mark? Maybe? Maybe, Maybe a little weird? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's time for another edition of everyone's favorite afternoon show game. It's time for Wild Card Wednesday. Get ready to know your afternoon show. It's time for Wild Card Wednesday. Yes, welcome into another edition of Wild Card Wednesday. It's Logan Gordon, Shan Virgie, and Cameron Hughes along with you. We have seven categories. We'll each take a turn spinning the wheel and asking the group a question. We have to answer the question honestly. We love when the text line plays along. If you're listening at 960-960, feel free to shoot us a text. The seven categories on Wild Card Wednesday are flames, sports, music, food, movies, wild card, and personal life. Uh, Shan, because Hello. I have chose it, you will spin the wheel first today. Yes, I'm Ready excited. Ready to go? Very. Du, 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 du. Music. 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 Okay. Music All right. Make me lose control. My my question for music. What's that that one song that you listen to with great shame? You don't listen to it and think like you love the song or you like the song, whatever, and you you listen to it here and there. But you know that if if anyone really caught you listening to the song, you'd be like, oh, geez, this is you know I got. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I know for this what one. it is. I know what it is. Yeah, I've got one. 
Um, but Shen, as usual, the question asker usually has to start this yeah. off because you have one in mind if that's what you're asking. I do, and it's it's a little bit fitting with with the All Star Weekend we just had. Boyfriend by Justin Bieber. Boyfriend. Yeah. The Ooh. second he he starts whispering on the mic, it's just like it, that is that is the one. So I'll rap the whole thing. I don't know if he's a rap. It's a very weird song at the time. Hip hop. Yeah. yeah well, he's, you saw him like turning into the bad boy Bieber, and I'm like, hey, this is I like this. Do you like do you like play along with it like scenarios in your head too? Like you're oh yeah, you're saying it to your girl, and you're like, I could be a boy. Like, yeah, I'm like I'm like that's 16 what you're again. doing. Absolutely, I'm 16 again. I got my, I'm squinting my eyes while I'm rapping it into the mirror or whatever. Are you like pushing your hair to the side? Yeah, too, well, like yeah. the beebs and everything. Absolutely. That's I mean that song takes me back to like grade eight, grade nine. And I, I, I can't help it. If, if it's, if it plays, I have to rap it. But I know that if I do that in public, it's, it's an ugly scene. I have one that relates. And I heard you guys talking about it in a break, actually, because the Grammys were on. Yeah. Um, and Miley Cyrus won an award. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what award she won. I didn't pay that close attention. But I know she won something. I think it was record of the year. Yeah. Um, but uh, if Party in the USA comes on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to belt it out. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I mean, it makes sense. I didn't realize how big that song was in the states. Like, it's, I can't. I'm not from this. I'm not even like. I'm not. I'm not American. I don't have family in the. I just. There's something about partying in the USA that gets my hips moving. I, I got to <laughs> bounce along to it. I'm one of the girls in Pitch Perfect singing it on the bus. Um, Right alongside Anna Kendrick and my girls, yep. like I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's probably the one where I was like, I like I wouldn't do it in front of anybody that I admired or wanted to think highly of me, but I would definitely. I can't. It's just it's too catchy. Uh, I love hopping off the plane at LAX with my jeans yep. and my cardigan. It's just it's my jam. So can I can't you, even blame you. Can for you that. paint the picture of what you see when when you're listening to that song? Does it does it paint a picture in your head? I don't know if it does or if it's just I just like I said I'm on the bus with the the with the pitch perfect girls that's probably right you know with all my with all my ladies in the club you and your Blake queens. Coleman would say yeah uh, <laughs> jamming out to to the the banger that is party in the USA by Miley Cyrus that's probably my my guilty pleasure song that again I wouldn't like if it came on now with the three of us in the room I wouldn't um. I would not do it in front of you guys. Can't but play the song. I'd have fun. No. <laughs> our, our poor podcast listeners would be listening out, so I don't uh, think I'd be playing it. Cam, what do you have? Man, there there are a lot of songs where it's like, you know, try not to try not to groove, try not to dance, but and a lot of them I'm good at, at holding off of. But the moment that I hear Rock Your Body by Justin Timberlake okay. come on, I am moving. My feet become possessed. There are there are movements in my body that I don't know that was physically possible from me, the moment I hear that Justin Timberlake song, I am going. I am dancing. I am hitting the floor. Popping it and locking it? Absolutely. Nice. That is my song. <laughs> Popping and locking it. <laughs> I need to see this now. Isn't Timberlake coming out with new music too? He just came out with something, I think, like a single or previewing an EP or an album or something. I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> just it's a lot of Timberlake songs going off on, on that <laughs> after Chan said popping and locking it that's all I can think of is is Cam popping and locking the Timberlake right Sexy now. Back too. Oh, that'll get me back. on the floor Absolutely. oh my goodness Sexy Back I don't even know Sexy Back's a, like it's a not that guilty much of a, shame one everybody no. yeah that's one everybody wants to feel sexy when they're yeah. they're rocking out to Timberlake Timberlake's probably an, an underrated guy for me when it comes mm-hmm. to music 
Yeah. Oh, he's, oh, he's not the greatest. Like, you know, the goat status. Please. He he had his era after after Man of the Woods. It was kind of it's kind of bleh for me. But like that mid two thousands, Justin Timberlake era. Woof. Uh, we got a couple texts in on this one. Uh, Love on top by Beyonce. Yes. Uh, this text just says it is a banger. I like it. Uh, Matt and Cochran alongside with me. He said party in the USA was my thought too, Logan. Uh, he goes on with the Jay Z song was on. The Jay Z song was on. I've even had people text me in answers to oh. this. I had a buddy text me his three guilty songs. He says "Greedy" by Tate McRae. I love it. Is getting him right now. I love it. Shanna's a huge. Tate I McRae love fan. me some Tate McRae music. "Love Story" by Tate Swift. By T Swift. Yeah. Yep. Is another one. I've been bumping Tate McRae lately. I I can't lie to you here. And and I like I like me some Billie Eilish, but Tate McRae "Greedy." Uh, Run to the Hills. That's another great song. Um, X's. I like X's a lot, too. This is like our three top songs. Uh, This one says, I don't care what anyone says. Burning Up by the Jonas Brothers is an absolute banger. Yeah. (laughs) This text says, Mbop by Hanson. I don't know if I know that. That's probably a good one. You'll know it when you hear it. Okay. I know we can't play it for the podcast listeners, but when we'll play it after, Shen, you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, th- you know what? This is actually, I think, a very good one that a lot of people, Single Ladies by Beyonce. Absolutely. Classic. There's there's a song that, again, you probably wouldn't oh, in front of a lot of people, but like by yourself, you're like, I, I got one more I have to it. throw out. Sure. Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I, I get into it. I, I become Nicki Minaj when that song comes on. I love that song. So, so embarrassing, but I love rapping Anaconda by yes. Nicki Minaj. Oh, no. Just yes. for no reason. I can't yes. relate at all. It's the scariest ba- thing. Like, ba- I never, ba- I don't want to ba- play ba- that ba- song in front of anybody. I feel like embarrassed, guilty listening to it. But there's just something about banging out the Anaconda by Nicki Minaj that's so funny to and me. And it's the perfect answer for that question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anaconda. Uh, okay, uh, I'm going to go second, Cam. I feel like uh, middle part of the sandwich today, so I'm going to spin the wheel next. That was a good start, Chan. Thank you. Personal life. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, gents. Yes. This applies to everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the worst date you've ever been on? Oh, boy. Why? Oh. And I'll start. Okay. Yeah. It's an answer that goes back to when we did Wild Card Wednesday in the beginning. Uh, this is Pat Steinberg's brainchild. I give him credit for this. Mm-hmm. Um, we went through this with Ryan Pinder on a show called Pinder and Steinberg. We did Wild Card Wednesday. And so we've been through some of these before. It was a long time ago, though. So I'm resharing a story that uh, longtime listeners would go. I went on a date with a girl um that didn't think it was a date oh um now that would be because she had a boyfriend oh um so yeah the flowers she thought man those flowers are really nice for a friendly date dinner date um now in fairness to me i've said this before i said this when i answered this question the first time she didn't there's just there's relationships that are very out there in, in social media and that's fine. There, this girl just didn't, I didn't see a boyfriend. I didn't, I obviously checked Facebook. I didn't see a relationship status. Of course I did my research. I'm stupid, but I'm not that stupid. (laughs) And so we went on a dinner date and I brought some flowers and turns out she didn't think it was a date because she had a boyfriend that she goes on real dates with. And, Oh, (laughs) 
Did she talk about her boyfriend? That's when I found. Yeah, that's when I found uh, out. Um, about him. Uh, the so, other man. Yeah, yeah. That was a. Uh, I quickly went from being like, "Yeah, I'm going to pick up the bill," to being like, "Yeah, we can do separate checks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. <laughs> he works. I'm sure he can. You can afford the yeah. check." Oh my goodness. Uh, so yeah, I've shared that one before, but that's that's probably my worst date experience. Was uh, I thought it was a date. Um, she she didn't uh, for obvious reasons. Oh my goodness. So. And in fairness, again, I didn't know she had a boyfriend. I wasn't trying to. As Shan always says, just because there's a goalie in the net doesn't mean you can't score. Whoa. That is something you say all the time, by the whoa, way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, that's not what Slandering I was... Slandering my name That's here. not what I was doing. I'm just a fool, and there wasn't enough proof that she had a boyfriend. So, okay. joke's on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shan, Cam, you both looked at me like you've had <sighs> terrible date experiences. I, Please inform everyone listening to this radio show. I just want to get this over with, because... I, I like I don't, I don't think I, I haven't told many of my friends this. It was just a terrible experience. Perfect. This was after my uh, my my first relationship, like end of high school, and I, I was a long. I was not. I was not okay at the end of it. And I <laughs> I can tell. I just hit. I just hit someone <laughs> up from from like middle school, like oh. like a long. And I whatever we had a with a weird grade five six cross thing whatever oh no and uh you're like getting married on the playground <sighs> with this girl and now you're going on a real date it was with her? it was a little was? bit past that it was like to the stage where you, you're old enough to where you just get super nervous and it's like oh my god we might actually dance at the school dance for three seconds and then run away like it was that and i i just i just hit her up i'm like what let's let's go out and she's like oh okay it was it was it was weird it felt a little weird but i i was trying to bounce back it was an ugly situation um. Yeah, I ended up, I ended up picking her up, and we we went to go for a sushi date, and it's just like she was not into it whatsoever. I'm like, well, why'd you say yes? Um, and I, I mean, dr- driving there, I hit the curb. Like I was just, I was, <laughs> I was nervous. Uh, it was, it was not my best performance. Um, yeah, we have not talked since. I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. It was, I, nice. I was still caught up in the old relationship, and uh, I, yeah, I mean, I listen, grade twelve, Shan. Needed some serious help. That was, I think, that was uh, the, the turning point there. If it makes you feel any better, the Shan I know still needs help. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's brutal. But uh, I just, was, I love hit the curb. That's a good one. Oh, That's that was just I'll never total, forget. That. You just know you're screwing it up, and I, I just remember. <laughs> okay. Okay. Whoa, that was that was loud. Really loud. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I hit the curb, and I just remember like I saw her looking at me, and I. With just a, dis- a face of disgust, and I didn't even want to look at her. Was like, it your oh. car? Was it like your dad's car? No, it was my car. I mean, just just a 2007 Forerunner. You know, it's. I mean, it can it can survive a hit to the curb, but sure. it was just it was an ugly situation. <laughs> uh, Cam, what's up, man? Worst date you've ever been on? So, just after high school, I had just gotten out of this one year relationship with this girl, and it was like the longest relationship I've ever had. Right, so I'm like, okay, you know, that's over. It's time to get back in the saddle. So. You know, I'm swiping on Tinder, whatever. And I matched with this girl. We agreed to, to meet up somewhere. I'm like, okay, let's just go get, like, some some food and some drinks, whatever. You know, all that jazz. So I pick her up. We go get food. It's all it's all fine and dandy. And then, you know, we're hitting off, whatever. And she's like, hey, this is really weird for me to ask, but do you think I could borrow, like, $250? <laughs> what? And I'm like, I'm okay, I just bought you dinner, so that's one thing. But, like, why? And she's like... So I owe this this guy who I buy drugs from. Oh no! A couple hundred bucks, and I'm a little short. 
like I'll, I'll I'll buy you dinner next time and everything. Like you know, I'm, I'm, I'll I'll pay it back and everything. But can I just borrow like two hundred fifty bucks? <laughs> and I'm like, what? That's nuts. Did you give her the money? Absolutely not. I am a smarter man than that. I also did not go on an, another date with her. Wow. But just hard to blame. The you. audacity, the gall. First date. You know what? There's part of me that respects the cojones of being like. Yeah, can I have 250 bucks? Like, it's nuts. <laughs> it's it's greasy, boys. It's real greasy. It's <laughs> it's not it's not what you want to hear on a first like, date. Yeah, I, res- but... I respect it, but man, you <laughs> and, like I, I get you know 20 bucks. bucks. You know, can I borrow 20? You know, 20 bucks, maybe 50 bucks, maybe if you know it's if it's really going well, and I can see. You know, uh, a second or a third date coming. I'm surprised she didn't take you home and then ask for the 250. I gotta <laughs> yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah, that was. She thought dinner went so well, Shan. It was like in this the, is the perfect it was like time in to slide the car. Yeah. 250. We were in the car, and she's like, "Hey, can I?" You know, and then I'm like, "Okay, we're going home." Can, <laughs> can you God. Venmo me 250? <laughs> can you can you e-transfer yeah. me? Two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah. Of yeah, course. absolutely. You can use that for the the gas money back. Uh, okay, well done. Uh, this is Wild Card Wednesday. Uh, just finished our personal life. Went on the worst uh, date. Let's see what the text line has for us. Uh, going back to mine about going on a date with a girl that had a had a boyfriend uh, that I didn't know about. This text says, "What's worse." Uh, as if she only pretended to have a boyfriend. Oh. True. At least the boyfriend was real. Yeah. That, like, I'm sure that's been a, like, oh, this was a bad date and we switched it up to, you know, oh, I, oh, so I got a boyfriend. I, you know, thanks for a fun time. <laughs> you know. Uh, Matt and Cochran calls it accidental adultery. Mm. Uh, I wonder if it worked out for them. I don't know if it worked out for them, Probably to be not. honest. I don't think so. Hmm. But uh, Shub says, in my mid-20s, I went on a date with a girl whose sister was my high school crush. We had a few drinks, but she couldn't stop asking me if I was thinking about her sister oh, throughout ooh. the entire date. Yikes. Gosh. Be confident in yourself. Wow. It's uh, hard to do when you keep getting uh, asked about yeah. their sister. Yeah. Uh, Greg in Martindale says, asked one of my customers out. She had a boyfriend, but her twin sister was single. Okay. Showed up to her apartment, and it was just the three of us. Oh. Wow, this is going to be great. Uh, the narrator would say, in fact, it was not great. No chemistry at all. Jeez. I wonder. I wonder if in that situation, I mean, if they're identical twins, you, you just get confused, and <laughs> that just made it even worse. Just whichever one. One, one parts her hair to the right, one goes to the left. So <laughs> yeah. Which one? I always think of that scene in the office when they go to Benihana, and Michael can't tell the waitresses apart, so oh, he yeah. marks he marks one of them. He do that with a twin sister or something. <laughs> uh, and this one says, "I had a Seinfeld date years ago." Took her to the Flames preseason game where Fleury was making his comeback. She was an Oilers fan, but when she wouldn't stand and clap when Theo scored in the shootout, that was it for me. <laughs> Never <laughs> saw her again. I mean, <laughs> come on. That's a little crazy. Uh, and then even Wedley says, I once went on a date with an Oilers fan. <laughs> the girl asking for $250 sounds like a dream. Oh, my goodness, Wedley. Not, you're not wrong, Wedley. You're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, Cam, you've got the final spin on uh, Wild Card Wednesday today. Sports. Sports. All right. Very general. I thought about a new one on the way here. I had one planned out, but I thought of a new one. So with the Flames raising number 34, Mika Kiprasov to the rafters in March coming up, which flame 
should be the next one to have their number retired. Andre Kuzmenko. <laughs> after the after I'm he wins sold. the Stanley I knew Cup, he was say winning so. the cup. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. You go first, Cam. I'll think of my my, I'll, my backup. I'll go, awesome. I'll go, go because ahead, I think go. it's the obvious one, and yeah. it was it was just mentioned in a text. I I think number fourteen should be up in the rafters. I think Theo Fleury's yep. um, on ice career is is more than deserving of having his number retired and. Um, sure there's more to the story and more to dive into um, on that conversation, but I think that's a, a hockey hall of famer. I think it's a guy that had some of his best years in Calgary. And I think the on ice uh, portion and the success that he had would easily put him in consideration for, uh, for having his number retired again. I don't, I don't know anything of the details or if, why it's been, Longer than some feel it should have been for me. It's it's pretty easy. I would I would also, with all due respect to the great Ken King, I, I would change the forever aflame numbers to just mm-hmm. yeah. regular retired numbers. I agree, um, but that's just a preference thing. Again, that's not anything um, against that program that's still honoring those players. But for me, yeah, it's got to be Theo. Um, this is more of a modern take because again, I haven't I haven't been watching the Flames that diligently for that long, so I can't speak to. To all the guys who have been absolute legends of this team, I'm learning, but I'm getting there. Um, but I, I think by the end of his career, I think if he rem- continues to remain aflame for the remainder of his career, me personally, I would like to see number eleven raised. I think the guy has been absolutely incredible for the city. Uh, I think he has been a, a standout representative of the team for the entire time he's been here. And I think you know, regardless of if there's a Stanley Cup in that career, in that resume or not, I would like to see Michael Backlund's 11 race to the rafters by the time he's retired. Well, it'll have to be after, he's, af- retired. after he's retired. You know what I mean. Shan, other than Kuzmenko? I think I think Nikita Nesterov. No. Jeez. Yes. Uh, oh. I mean, we all know David that... Shlemko. Shlemko would be... Uh, he. I mean, that goal against Boston, the shootout goal, I'll never forget that. I was watching that at Shanks. Anyways, Shlemko, I'll probably... Man. I'll get back on track here. Uh, Backlund is, is interesting to me as well because he does so much for this city. Um, Mark Giordano was was a great captain when he was here. He was a, he was a yep. great defenseman. I mean, we won, won the Norris one year. That's that's another interesting uh, interesting one to me. I thought about Gio too. Yep. Oh man, this is this is actually tough. I I would I would say Backlund is the is the most likely one. I, I'm going to have to agree with you because just everything that he does uh, off the ice is so important. I mean, his on the ice play has been has been super consistent for his entire time in Calgary, which feels like it's been 25 years now. So I uh, I, I think Backlund would be my choice, and I, I'd be completely happy with it. I also would agree that the the forever aflame thing is... Um, it, it, I like Neuendike, McInnes. Those are two of the the better players that have ever played for the Flames and were so important in, in, in 89. It's a little late to do that now, but I'll, I'll stick with Backlund as my answer. Uh, I think both of those are fair, and it's going to be. I, I think I think Geo probably has a pretty good shot when it's all said and done. And if Bax, yeah, if Bax plays his entire career here, I think that's a mm-hmm. a pretty easy one. Uh, G, uh, Wedley agrees. Geo when he retires, uh, this text says Flurry and Backland uh, for sure. This one says the Slim Cat and the Wide Dog. <laughs> what those days in Calgary were were absolutely something. Uh, yeah, I remember that goal against Boston. I'm gonna go look that up after this because that's one of my. It was it was the Forsberg. Yeah, just out of nowhere. 
Because uh, <laughs> he, he never scored a goal with Calgary. It was just they put him in the shootout. It was like the 11th round or whatever against Boston, and he pulled that off against Tuka Rask. It's just disgusting. Uh, Ned and Coldale says, what about honoring Snowy and Ken King as Forever Flames? I think that'd be awesome. I like that. Uh, Snowy would be great to have up there and um, be cool to see because there's always something when, you know, new arenas come around where the banners are going to go and how you're going to do all that. So I think that'll be something that we'll definitely talk about. But yeah, uh, good question, Cam. Obviously got more news about uh, what the ceremony is going to look like next month for Mika Kippersoft's jersey retirement in Calgary. And that'll be a lot of fun when the Pittsburgh Penguins come to town. Uh, for Hockey Night in Canada, and we get to honor one of the greatest goaltenders in Flames history. That uh, does it for Wildcard Wednesday. Great job, fellas. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Uh, That'll do it for the show today. Appreciate uh, my outstanding producers there, Cam and Shan, for their great work, not only on Wildcard Wednesday, but uh, all day long. We had Alich Forfar and David Amber. Of course, lots of Flames talk in hour one as well after a big win over the Boston Bruins. If you missed any of it, check us out on the podcast. Google, Amazon, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. We'd love to have you along for the ride. Thanks for listening, whether live or on the podcast. And thanks. If you send us a text at 960-960, we appreciate you guys being uh, along for the ride. Uh, When we return on Thursday, we'll get you set for the Flames and the New Jersey Devils. Big game for New Jersey. They're trying to keep pace in the Eastern Conference playoff race. And Yegor Sharangovich makes his return to New Jersey. Enjoy your Wednesday evening. Back tomorrow for another edition of Sportsnet Today here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.